The following podcast is a production of The Network. Check us out on BICBP-radio.com. Lady love. Lady love. I heard the most outrageous shit. Tell me. Did you hear about the like lobster diver or lobster fisherman guy that got swallowed by a fucking whale and regurgitated back up? Oh, wait, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> where did that happen in the world? I can't remember where. Give it a Google. But there was like this lobster diver, lobster fisherman person. And he was like on, you know, his he had a respirator on doing his lobster thing. And like he had a partner on a boat that was like watching him. And then out of nowhere, he said it just went black, like pitch black. And he realized that he was like inside of a whale. And he was like using his like or whatever to kind of try to like swim his way back up. And like he was getting like crushed inside. Like he could feel he was in some kind of like muscular tube. Get the fuck out. I swear on Jesus, Lady Love. And then he fucking like the whale like brought him back to the surface and let him out of his mouth. But he, right, because he was like, this thing is giving me a stomachache. It gotta go. <laughs> <laughs> well, they say that whales are like very empathetic towards humans. Like they like us for some reason. Why, why did you eat them then? It was an accident. I guess like uh, it, it was like a fucking humpback whale or some shit. And those are like gulp feeders. So they like, Oh, he just swallow a big bunch, and I guess like he just happened to be right where the whale was eaten. <laughs> Holy shit! Did you find it? Yeah, it happened in Massachusetts. Oh, that's not even that far. Wow, that is amazing. <laughs> it's like he was, I guess, like covered in bruises and all this stuff. Ooh, from being like sucked alive? That's so disgusting. He said he thought he was dead. Like, I mean, I would have said the same thing immediately. Like, okay. <laughs> right? He said it was quick. And then all of a sudden it was black. I was like, oh, shit. I know. It's like, damn, I thought we were supposed to see the light, not the darkness. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Quite the opposite for our friend here. <laughs> well, it's awesome that he survived and now he can tell that tale. Come on, you know he's going to tell that story to his grandkids, and his grandkids are going to be like, crazy old grandpa. grandpa. Yeah, don't listen to crazy old grandpa. He's crazy. He says stuff like that all the time. He ain't getting swallowed by no whale. Wow. And I guess his, like, partner that was on the boat that, like, saw him get gulped up by the whale was, like, freaking the fuck out, because he's like, oh my god, he's dead, he's dead, like, god, gone forever, like, what do I do? And then he just. I mean, like, imagine if you see somebody get gulped by a fucking whale, lady. <laughs> I, don't, I don't even know if I would like react. I'd probably just stand there for a minute. Like, to be honest, I wouldn't even be that close to have a fucking whale gulp me up. <laughs> <laughs> I guess he's on like a little boat or something. Like a little. There's some situation going that he got fucking gulped up. Oh, and that's God. crazy. Like, how big is a whale's mouth that you can gulp up a whole human ass man? Yeah, and that's just part of the gulp that you took for dinner. Yeah. You, like, accidentally swallowed a human. Right. <laughs> like, what? Oh, fuck. Well, I am happy that he made it. That's an <laughs> awesome story. I'm, I'm, I'm blown away. I'm like, what? What? <laughs> <laughs> so I heard Chris bring it up on his podcast, and I was like, okay. And then I heard someone else bring it up. 
on another podcast that I listened to. And I was like, huh. on here? Yeah. And then there's this other podcast that I listened to that's hilarious called um, The Last Podcast on the Left. Mm-hmm. And then they brought it up, but they brought it up in great detail. And I was like, I need to fucking Google this shit. Like, what is happening? And yeah, some guy got gulped up by a fucking whale. And survived it. Yeah, like that's like he should win an award for that. Like he should get something for that. That's like a Ripley's Believe It or Not moment. <laughs> oh my God. Agreed. Agreed. They should make up an award out of thin air. Yeah, just like for friend who survived the whale. Exactly, like Humpback Survivor Day. Something See, that happened on Friday. Today's Tuesday. The article was from the twentieth. No, it couldn't have been. If, yeah, if it was from the twentieth, then it was just two days. Yeah, man, he spent two days inside of that whale's tummy. No, he was out in like thirty seconds. Like the whale regurgitated him up. Like, oh, oh, oh! I thought he spent like days in the stomach, like some Bible shit. Like, long, this isn't Moby Dick. He's not about to whittle Pinocchio inside of his fucking. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I thought, oh, yeah. Okay. I just skimmed the article, but now that I'm thinking about the article, he did say that he like felt like it was dark, but then all of a sudden he's seen like a hole with yeah. like and he started to swim to it. And then before he knew it, he was outside. That's crazy, dude. Like, I, I, look down. I feel like I would look down like if I was just coming out of a fucking hole that I'm swimming out of like I'm gonna look he had to have like goggles on or something that I was in yeah uh, actually but so you know because you just thought you died yeah you didn't know what the fuck was going on your life flashed before your eyes and then before you know it you see the light and you go towards it do you really are you I feel like you're so overcome with the joy of still being alive <laughs> that you're just like fuck it I'm going as fast as my limbs will let me take me Jesus take me <laughs> but not yet because I'm not ready <laughs> oh man I thought he was like in there for like a couple days oh no he would have died like stomach acid would have just murdered him so i was like so he had his mask on so that was how probably how he breathed i'm like but how wasn't he like constricted by the muscles of like the stomach yeah well he he got all bruised up so he must have been constricted to like in a sense or like washing around in there yeah something knocking around against fucking like whale molars or something they don't have teeth right i feel like they have teeth I think so. Because they got to fight like giant squids or something like that. Hmm. Like apparently. Nice right now. Huh? Squid would be nice right now. Like some calamari. Oh, I know. That sounds so good. Right? Oh. Man, I need to have some of that. I know. I I don't do for dinner. Now I'm stressed out, Linda. (laughs) That fool. I can't make him cook. I was going to say, he can cook or. You could always make a fish fry. Oh, that's true. Oh, but then I have to go back to the store. <laughs> no, no store. <laughs> I have to be up at eight tomorrow, which I underestimated the fucking traffic this morning. Really? How Never did it again. I was 15 minutes late. Oh, wow. Oops. But I mean, you just move there. Like, they kind of got to understand that you don't really know the area. You can always pull the like, I got lost. I'm sorry. <laughs> No other time 
of the day have I seen so much traffic, but I guess eight o'clock is it. I mean, that's kind of the normal rush hour time, right? Eight, nine. Yeah. But I used to see some at, when I would get up at six for work, I'd be on the road by six. Yeah, but six is like early. People don't really drive around at six. See, but work for work, (laughs) there'd be like morning traffic. I don't know. I work at, I have to be at work at 6 a.m. So I'm used to like. And you also live five minutes away. Yeah, that's also true. That's also very true. Like turn down the street park. (laughs) Yeah. It's pretty great. I leave for work at like 5.53 every morning and I'm there by like 5.58 to clock in. <laughs> That's what's so sad. <laughs> Sorry, my love. It's okay. I did it to myself. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, I'm Courtney. And I'm Kat. And this and is Wine Wicked Crimes and Cat Moms of Life. better i think we're gonna get there we're gonna get there <laughs> oh that's funny so what are we talking about today lady love so sophia i'll tell you in a minute but um what are you drinking today lady love oh yeah my ice is like half melted again <laughs> <laughs> i guess it'll water it down so last week i had that margarita or i tried that margarita with like strawberry yeah and it was good but then like after like a glass, I'd say there's probably like three glasses in it. I was like, mm, starting to like go sour on me. Yeah. So help me drink the rest of it. And then <laughs> this week, I wanted to do like the Corona Ritas because they have a lime one. Oh, titty. And I wanted to do it with a little Corona and the salt. But then I don't have those glasses. And then that required getting more stuff. So then I went in and they have a mango one. Oh, that sounds delicious. So I'm going to try the margarita wine cocktail mango mix with fancy ice. (laughs) Fancy little tiny ice. (laughs) And this is room temperature. So all that ice is about to be gone. Oh, yeah. What are you drinking, lady love? So I was going to buy like a full bottle of wine. And then I was like, you know what? Let me stop being alcoholic. So (laughs) it's summertime. I know. But I got this cute little can of wine. It's like a. Can you see it? Moscato. Yeah. Projects of Italia. And then, oh, it even has a it has a description on the back if you want to read it, Lilo. Oh, it's a little blurry. Back up a little bit. Or I can text it to you. Maybe I'll text it to oh, you. Read text, it. Yeah. <laughs> you can kind of make it out, but it's still like small. I think it's like bright, sweet, some shit, some shit. Yeah. <laughs> You're good. I probably should have thought of this beforehand and just texted you what I was drinking. (laughs) I'm mad that mine doesn't have a product uh, thingy. It's probably because it's a margarita. Like wines, they got to talk them up. Bright, sweet, with a light effervescence that releases aromas of pears, table grapes, and juicy ripe peaches. Sweet, but delicate, with a lovely citrus acidity. Elegant enough to serve as an apafite. (laughs) <laughs> or paired with dessert, but casual enough to enjoy any time with friends, family, or simply relaxing and unwinding. Salute. 
<laughs> that is some fancy shit right there, Lady Love. <laughs> yeah, I sent you the cover or the the picture. Oh, it's the it's Italy. Yeah. Oh, very fancy indeed. Bartenura. Bartenura. Product of Italy. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I'm pretty sure the lady in the store thought I was like gonna try to steal something or whatever. Cause I was like walking around looking at wines for like way too long. And I kept picking up stuff and putting it down because you know how indecisive I am. <laughs> Nobody knows the process. I know. And I was high as shit. Like I had literally just left Wegmans and I smoked a little bit in my car. Got that little like, overlook going on. Yeah. And I'm like debating in my head how much money I want to spend. That's always a factor. That little margarita thing would have cost me like $20. Yeah. See, that's a lot. Well, probably because the beer would have been more coming in like the 12 pack or whatever it does. Yeah, that's true. But I mean, at least you could drink it for like an extended period of time. That's yeah, true too. Damn it. She just went for it. <laughs> Ready to try, love? Ready. Ding, ding. So I think mine is watered down. <laughs> <laughs> well, you did. You do have like fucking 800. Like the entire glass was filled with ice. <laughs> oh, Jesus. I wanted it to be like the slushy. You got to blend it, later. <laughs> which we not have see you should have just taken one of my like little neutral bullet things with you because i have two of them oh i didn't know that mm-hmm. you know how much i hate ice in my drink yeah i hate it yeah this is not gonna turn into a slushy is it no it's not <laughs> sweet it's not bad <laughs> yeah mine tastes really good it's like one of those you can tell it it's a good Moscato, not like one of those, you know, cheap, like $3 wines. I mean, listen to the fucking description in the back. That was like the best description in a long time. I know. It like painted a picture. Oh my God. You tasted it from there. You're like, pears, what? <laughs> sure. Effervescent? Yeah. When I see that word, I was like, stepping that pussy game up is what I see. <laughs> Worth a day toilet paper. <laughs> yeah, that is nice. I'm glad. Shutting everywhere. <laughs> I know. Now that it's like eight million degrees hotter than what you're used to, you're just gonna be like shedding hair. Well, last week I was like just getting balls of hair from my head. I was <laughs> shedding so much. Everyone in this house was shedding. It was ridiculous. <laughs> oh my god. And like his daughter has some long ass hair too. Yeah, she does. You put, you not, I thought it was longer, but maybe she got it trimmed. Yeah. It's definitely long. Then the fucking dog sheds. And she then he sheds so much, Lucius like gets it on his fur. And then I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? <laughs> then Lulu's like, get this disgusting animal's fur off me. Oh my God. He fucking smacked her. And then she was like running down the side of the bed to like get away. And then he chased her. Ah, whacked her again when she was going by. <laughs> no fucks given from Lucius anymore. Lulu's turning into a thug kitty. His like childhood as like a street cat is coming back out. <laughs> He's got like PTSD. You don't know me, dog. I'm from the streets. Oh my god! It's all that training I did with him. I know. Okay, ready for Sophia to paint you a picture, lady love? I'm ready with all those eyes. <laughs> I knew I'm that not was gonna turn out bad though. Like when I seen how much ice you had in that cup, 
<laughs> There's probably more ice than fucking alcohol in that cup right now. That's very why it tastes like so so so. Yeah. It tastes watered down. Oh Jesus, no. Maybe you should like pour some of the ice out or like and risk losing the alcohol, lady love. I do not think so. Or you could pour like half the cup into another cup and then pour more alcohol in that cup. I'll just eat the ice. It's got to go. <laughs> but also the thing is that it's like lukewarm, so I don't want to pour too much of it and then just finish watering it the fuck down. Yeah, I guess that's true. It's true. Well, I'm sorry, Lady Love. You could do it. <laughs> You've tasted worse. <laughs> true. I'm ready to hear it or picture it, Lady Love. <laughs> okay. Picture it. West Village, New York, 1992. A bright face and well-known personality around the village hasn't been seen in days. The normal hustle and bustle of the city dampened by an ominous feeling no one can put their finger on. When suddenly, the warm summer sun brings... Or... When suddenly, the warm sun of sun... Warm... Motherfucker! <laughs> okay. It's been a while since Sophia's come out. Uh, <laughs> you have to do warm-ups, lady love. I know. Me, 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 me. <laughs> la, 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 la. <laughs> when suddenly, the warm summer sun begins to brighten the night sky, slowly kissing the water. A beautiful sight for the busy bees of the city to admire and unwind on the piers of the Hudson River. But on this day, the sun revealed more than just pink and blue colors dancing across the sky. On this day, she was floating atop the water like a oh, piece shit. of driftwood. <laughs> that beautiful soul who breathed life into the misfits of the world. Their queen mother was dead. <gasps> wow. Impressive. This week, we are discussing the unsolved case of Marsha P. Johnson, an American gay liberation activist and transvestite or drag queen who wouldn't accept the inhumane actions and intolerance of the American government and people against the LGBTQ community. She's forever known as an outspoken advocate for gay rights and one of the leading crusaders in the Stonewall Uprising of 1969. Nice. This bitch looked like she was funny, too. Like, <laughs> I seen a documentary a while ago of her on Netflix. I think it's probably the same one that I watched. Yeah. Was she, like, wearing her flower crown and she was singing and, like, she sounded god-awful singing, but hilarious? We all can't be blessed with them beautiful singing voices now. With how popular she was, you would think that she was amazing at it. But she's probably, like, that one guy from American Idol. Remember the Asian guy that was so bad at singing oh, that he was famous? Talk to me, tell me your name. You blow me off like it's all the same. You lit it fierce and I'm taking away like a bomb. Yeah, baby. She bangs, she bangs. Oh, baby, when she moves, she moves. I go crazy cause she looks like a flop, but she stings like a bee. Like every girl in history. She bangs, she bangs. Thank I'm you. wasted by the way Thank she... You. Yeah. <laughs> he was so bad at singing that what? He was so bad that he got famous from being so bad at singing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I remember, uh, who doesn't remember the she bang guy? I didn't know his name. She bangs, she bangs. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, baby, when she moves. Yeah. yeah. 
<laughs> Can't blame a guy for trying. And look at what happened. He got some money out of it. Mm-hmm. I wonder what ever happened to that guy. They should have like dropped him in the hangover with that other Asian guy. It would have been funny. Uh, Ken Ken Jong. Yeah, that dude looks hilarious too. And he was a doctor. Can you imagine him being your doctor? Yeah, he was a. a um, I watched the stand up of his on Netflix, and he talks about it a little bit. He was a doctor. Like <laughs> and he was like, you know what? Fuck this. <laughs> millions of dollars. Yeah, man. But that dude, he's determined because he not only reached one impossible dream, but two. Like most people have an actor and then becoming an actor. Yeah. Oh, that's true. That's very true. Like becoming a doctor isn't easy, especially because who wants to put in all that time? Like that's a lot of schooling. Isn't it like minimum? Like I feel like it's six years, but it's like six to ten. Because I know you have to go to like basic college and then medical school. You go through all that, and then you just like, you know what? I'm good. I mean, he's making way more. He probably paid off all his fucking college debt with like one episode of the community. I didn't even think about that. Mm-hmm. That's a good point. <laughs> but um, Marsha P. Johnson was born as Malcolm Michaels Jr. on August 24th, 1945. Mm-hmm. She's a Virgo, and she was born in Elizabeth, New Jersey. Her father was named Malcolm Michael Sr., and he worked at General Motors as an assembly line worker. Her mother's name was Alberta Caliborn, and she was a housekeeper. Mm-hmm. Marsha was the fifth of seven siblings. She had four brothers and two sisters. Four brothers and two sisters. Yeah, and she was number five. Yeah. In- you know what? The, the kids that are younger don't have it as bad as the older kids, so. Oh, she had it pretty bad because she was gay and all that, you know. I mean, later on in their life, but I mean, generally in families, she's the second baby. Yeah, well, she's the second baby. And I feel like after like the first two kids, parents just like stop watching their kids. Exactly. I mean, they on the rest of them. They'll be fine. You, yeah. watch your younger brother. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and then, you know, the older one don't watch them. They're like, what yeah. happened? <laughs> what happened? I don't know. If we fell. <laughs> oh my goodness. So the P in Marsha's name stands for pay it no mind, which is a saying that she lived by, basically. Mm-hmm. Like anytime someone would be like aggressive towards her about her like being or her sexuality, she would just say pay it no mind. Mm-hmm. So, which is a big person to me, because I feel like if someone was, like, berating me, I would definitely, like, not just say, pay it no mind. (laughs) Agreed. But she sounds like a nonviolent person. I feel like she understands that there are bigger things, or understood that there are bigger things you could get upset about. Yeah, probably. Because at the end of the day, it's nobody else's business what you are. People need to mind their own fucking business. Exactly. But back in that day, you know, nobody mind their business. Yeah. Like, did you hear about Shirley? She done fucked the milkman. I thought he just dropped off her milk. Mm -mm. He waited there for 30 whole seconds. You (laughs) waited there for no reason? (laughs) You think they could really bang in 30 seconds? I think anything is possible with 30 seconds. (laughs) I was just thinking that same thing. So Marsha's family was extremely religious. And when she started cross-dressing at a young age, which was about five years old, 
Oh, wow. Which that's pretty normal. Everybody that I know that's like gay or into like dressing as the other. Mm -hmm. They generally know when they're young, like what their sexuality is like super young. Like five years old young? Oh, yeah. Wow. So since they were super religious, they were not about it. But Marsha, she knew that she was physically a male, but wholly felt that she was meant to be a woman. Mm-hmm. However, throughout her time growing up, she stopped dressing in women's clothes because when she did, the boys next door would, quote, get fresh with her, a.k.a. all grabby and like bully her. Oh, whoa. Yep. And when she was around 12 years old or 13, one of the little fucking twat waffles that lived next door to her sexually assaulted her. Oh, no, she didn't. <laughs> oh, oh, no, this heifer didn't. Oh, whoa. Like, that's fucked. And it's like, you're going to make fun of her for being gay, but then you're going to sexually assault a physical, like a male. I wonder why they do that. I don't understand that because it's like, I don't know. You see it a lot. And like a lot of cases that I've read, it's like the the man gets like raped or gang raped or something by a bunch of dudes that are like, oh, you can't be gay. And it's like, bro, you're doing like the gayest shit ever right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It oh. confuses my soul. But the horrible experience changed Marsha and opened her eyes to how cruel the world actually is. She stopped being her authentic self for a very long time. Hmm. Marsha went to public school throughout her youth. And after graduating from Edison High School in 1963, she said, fuck this bitch ass place and joined the U.S. Navy for a short period of time. Hmm. But that didn't really work out all that great for her. So then she ended up moving on and going to Greenwich Village in New York City. Nice. So as we know, that's the gay district of New York. Mm-hmm. And she only had $15 in her pocket in a bag of clothes when she got there. Wow. Yeah, because her family like disowned her for being who she was. So... She was just like homeless on the streets of New York trying to live her life Mm -hmm. without a real game plan and no job place or any friends. Marsha was homeless, but she didn't let her unfortunate circumstances get the best of her. She began prostituting in order to get by and slept. in. (laughs) I know. but Come on. That's kind of expected. I feel like we've talked about little corner boy prostitutes for a while. That's true. That's true. I, I mean, I was just like so carried away. <laughs> and then the way you said prostitutes, I was like, oh, <laughs> oh, all right. I mean, prostitution is the oldest profession. If you got to spread those butt cheeks to make a dollar, you got to do what you got to do. You know, if you're spreading butt cheeks, I hope you charge more than a dollar. Oh, they better. I heard <laughs> in Europe, it's like a whole bunch more money for that one. Like... <laughs> Round trip tickets are always more expensive. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God, we love. So when I went over to Chris's house the other day to work on the pitch deck, Mm -hmm. um, he was like putting in, you know, our information for the show and stuff. And it like, it separates your your listeners by percentage and like their gender. And we have like apparently a higher percentage of men that listen to our podcast than we have women. Get the fuck out of here. I swear to Jesus. That's so funny. 
I know. I was like kind of not surprised though, because I'm like thinking about it and I'm like, well, we do randomly bring up butt stuff. So I guess like that's every guy's dream, right? <laughs> Just appreciate a little bit of butt stuff, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> <Pinky> fingers. Wow. <laughs> It's more in Europe for that whole, huh? Oh, in Europe, you can do whatever the fuck you want. You can probably. Oh, my God. Now that I'm... So this just came to my brain as I'm talking about Europe and you being able to do whatever the fuck you want. Uh, why was I listening to this podcast earlier? And they talked about this lady that fucked her dog and then murdered her kids. Oh, hold on. Yeah. Excuse me? Yeah, there was a lady that fucked her dog and like recorded it recorded herself having sex with her dog ew, and then killed her kids ew yeah was she mentally ill no i didn't read that far into it but i was just like it was like a subsection situation of a podcast that i was listening to so kind of like how we're talking about Marsha and i just brought this up yeah i just want to know how she did it like i give her a guy how a guy would fuck whatever he wants but like, how as a woman do you fuck a dog? I know. The- okay, so I'm just gonna throw a theory out there. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, like bestiality is like a whole thing. They love the same way that that kryptonite porn is. What's it called? Oh, tentacle porn. Kryptonite <laughs> porn. Kryptonite porn. Super <laughs> enough to keep me away. <laughs> um, that's like a whole genre there. Ew, of people fucking animals? Yeah, it's called bestiality. That's called fucking HIV. I was going to say, isn't that how like AIDS came about (laughs) or something? Oh, yeah, like Mm -hmm. fucking an animal? Yeah, some kind of something. That's so gross. Like, I just want to throw up thinking about it. I don't know why I want to ask this, but I do want to. What kind of dog was it? Was it a little dog? Was it a big dog? (laughs) What Google says. No. I want to know and I don't, but I feel like if we know the type of dog, it'll answer a lot of questions. Because for example, my dog, she stepped on me the other day by accident. It hurt like fuck. There's nothing that I could possibly do with this dog up to and including pick her up. So I feel like she had to like have control of this animal. Yeah, she looks disgusting, lady. (laughs) What? Oh, no. Can you see her? Yeah, I can see her. I wish my eyes can unsee her. So I Googled woman has sex with dog and murders her kids. And then this article says mom who had sex with her dog, then hanged her kids makes emotionless court appearance. Oh, Lisa Snyder, 37 appeared in court in reading in Pennsylvania. Oh, (laughs) I know. Uh, She went to a preliminary hearing that was moved from Hamburg district court because of security concerns. She's charged with murdering her children, four-year-old Brinley and eight-year-old Connor, by hanging them on opposite ends of a heavy-duty dog leash in the basement of her home. That's fucked up. She claimed Connor killed himself because he was bullied in school, but did not want to be alone, so he killed his sister as well. What? Yeah, which, it's not possible. He's too little to, like, do that. She's also charged with animal cruelty and sexual intercourse with a dog after investigators uncovered sexually explicit photos of Snyder with the family dog, which she allegedly sent to an... Un- oh, she sent him to a man! What do you think? You like my exquisite, exquisite erection? Hmm? 
Do you like my erection selection? Yeah, you're gonna take it. You're gonna take that dick. You're gonna take that dick. I'm gonna pop off a piece of my dick. I told you there's a whole fucking genre of it. Oh, it doesn't say what kind of dog. What? Probably to protect the identity of the pup. <laughs> Uh, police wrote that she also sent a photo of a black and white dog performing oral sex on her. <gasps> Ew! Ew. Ugh, black and white dog? So did she, like, fuck a Dalmatian? Oh, God, I hope not. Those are expensive dogs. Yeah, too. Ugh. It was a pit bull! Oh, no! Was it a small one? Ugh. Oh, God. Oh, that's so gross. Oh, there's a closer up picture of her face. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus, take the wheel. Maybe she like killed her kids because she thought she was going to be pregnant with like a litter or something. <laughs> I'm already about to have eight puppet babies. Maybe I should just kill mine. Oh, little love. Man. That's disgusting. Ugh. Poor dog. I know I feel so bad for him and the kids. I can't believe she did that to her poor kids. And that happened in Pennsylvania? That is some fucking southern state shit. Oh, I think this is her dog. Oh, no. There's a picture of the doggy? Yeah. Oh, whoa. That's a little buff doggy, too. <laughs> I was say, that's a jacked-ass little bully. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, and she's so large. That's probably how she took a hold of that dog. I tried to pick up Nala the other day. <laughs> if she wants to go for a ride at the park, she's going to have to get like a step for the, for the car. She literally cannot jump. <laughs> Poor dog. So yeah. And she was fucking fucking this dog. That's so nasty. Like, and I just want to, I still just don't understand. And why are you going to send a photograph of your dog? Yeah. Like, to a guy like is that dog gonna make the guy jealous i bet he was paying for them ew he's so gross oh yeah all i I keep thinking in my head is like when you hear a dog drink water out of a bowl and it's just like you know i hate it she fucking slobbers so much (laughs) And it's just like waves, shoop, 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 shoop. I know. Like, Nala, please. And then they try to like come kiss you, and they're like phasing yeah. all over. Oh god, she slobbers. She fucking slobbers when she eats. I know. Imagine. Okay, never mind. Never I don't mind. even want to. I'm this having a terrible story. Situation. I don't want to ask the rest of the question. Ugh. I'm gonna have to tell Joseph he was right though, because we were talking about this earlier, and he was like. I bet you should just put like peanut butter on her cooch or something. (laughs) (laughs) That was just what I was going to lead up to. But I was like, you know what? We already went far enough down the rabbit hole. I don't want to fucking, I don't want to do that. But that's what I thought, Lady Love. Oh, that is probably what if If that's how much her mouth salivates from eating her dried dog food, where it's like, and there's like lines, Lady Love. There's like saliva. Yeah. Imagine licking off peanut butter oh why does peanut butter always just get tossed in with the garbage (laughs) 
Because you know they slobber. Oh, God, it's disgusting. And that dude was paying for them, I'm sure of it. Oh, that's nasty. That's probably why he remained unidentified. <laughs> like, who does that? Fucking, oh. And I match he didn't, like, you couldn't delete your, like, puppy sexploited photos after you murdered your kids. We love that lady. She didn't have any priorities in line. Uh, and she did it with a dog leash like that's so wrong like there's obviously some weird connection for her there but you know what i say the dude was paying for the pictures i say he was paying for the pictures that lady was a lunatic and those poor kids and doggy yeah and i can't believe she tried to blame like her kid for being the one to murder both the kids like what kind of elaborate ass reason too yeah rude Ugh, that's disgusting i hope they just let like a fucking group of dogs like maul her just cover her in her peanut butter and then like murder her how you like peanut butter now huh <laughs> they'll put it everywhere except for cooch oh that'd upset her i know <laughs> <laughs> yeah that, that's terrible okay so marcia began prostituting in order to get by and slept in a movie theater to keep safe from the elements wow This excruciatingly difficult point in her life was not all bad. Not only did it mold her into the amazingly strong and beautiful human being that she was inside and out, but this is also the time when she met the like-minded people who would become her truly loving family in the nightlife of Christopher Street. Hey! I mean, I feel like it's like the island of misfit toys, like the corner boy prostitutes, like they all just bond together and create like this makeshift family of misfits. And that's they all stick together. Mm-hmm. So this was the first time Marsha ever felt that she truly belonged somewhere and she could be her unabashed self. Living her best life with her LGBTQ plus family, she started to perform in drag and she loved it. She never took it too seriously because she was literally too broke to afford it. But her ability to express herself made her perform with whatever she could slap together. During this time, she was working on establishing a fabulous persona and found a home with a forever friend named Randy Wicker. Which Randy was, uh, if you saw the same documentary that I did, he was inside the one, that one and he was like her roommate that had the camera. So he re- recorded everything. Okay. So she would change from her given name, Malcolm to black marcia for a while until she finally settled on marcia p johnson the p standing for pay it no mind which was her saying whenever she came across some douche that was antagonizing her mm-hmm. and johnson because her favorite place to hang out was an eatery or restaurant named howard johnson's mm. after a favorite restaurant yeah that's like random so i was like I thought it was like a play on words, like something funny, like Marsha had a Johnson. Like, I don't know, something, you know, (laughs) Marsha no mo Johnson. (laughs) Oh, you are killing it tonight, ladies. Oh, that's fucking funny. So the other thing that she started to do was create and wear her iconic flower crowns that she wove into her hair during her performances. And these drag shows began to make her money. So she didn't have much money, but what she did have, she spent wisely. And a lot of her wardrobe and costumes came from the thrift store that she would go to and, you know, thrifty finds. I feel like other people post about thrifty finds. 
And they're so much better than what I would ever find. I know. I I don't know. But I think people that like go in for the thrifty finds really go in Uh for the thrifty finds. Oh, you think they like search? Yeah. Like, I feel like we went to try to thrift shop and we like walked in and we were like, oh, look, a punch bowl. And then like left. (laughs) That's very true. I don't like the smell. (laughs) I know. It does smell weird in there. It's very off-putting. I'm not going to buy clothes that I feel like I need to like put in a drawer with mothballs for a month you <laughs> well, know because like a lot of the clothes get donated from like smokers homes and shit hmm. true but it doesn't make it appealing no definitely doesn't but i mean you gotta do what you gotta do <laughs> so everyone who knew marcia said that she was a beautiful and sweet soul and always wanted to be around her No one spoke a bad thing about her, and only six years after first arriving in Greenwich Village, Marsha became the face of the LGBTQ revolution. At this point in history, it was illegal to be any part of the LGBTQ community, and homosexuals were not allowed to be in bars and could not be served. Which is fucked up. Can you imagine going to a bar and someone's like, "Mm -mm, you look gay, I'm not serving you. (laughs) That's true. I mean, that's unfair. It's just prejudice right prejudice that's exactly what it is and i love how like through all of our generations it's always like some form of prejudice that we're fighting it's like yeah can't have slaves it's prejudice so they get rid of slaves ah gay people burn them all in hell (laughs) can't do that either it's prejudice now it's like trans people they're like they're not human burn them all in hell (laughs) prejudice bro yeah it's so true it's so true like me and paul we were talking earlier about that stuff and uh he was like talking about you know transgender and how some of his daughter's friends are transgender Mm -hmm. and like uh her friend prefers the pronoun them which confuses background because to him he's looking at it from like a grammatical sense and he's like them is plural right so, like, whenever his daughter says, I went with them to the store, he's like, well, how many of you were there? And he's like, she's like, no, dad. I went with Joe or whatever her name is. Or them's name is. And them? Yeah, them. You have to say them's too? Yeah, I think so. Oh, You can't say he or she because it's like a non-binary situation. So that's why they choose they? What is it? Do they have, like, an option? They go with, like, they and them. Because I guess it sounds better than it. Because, like, it is singular, but then it's like, sounds foreign. Yeah, it just doesn't sound right. Okay. Yeah, but we were talking about... It confused me, too. No, it it is, like, from a grammatical... I went to the store with them. With who? Yeah. (laughs) Exactly. But, um, so we were talking about it, and I was like, yeah, but you got to understand that, like, this is this generation's thing that you got to, like, grow past. And he's like, well, what do you mean? I was like, when you were growing up and the thing that your parents had to get past was probably, like, black people and gay people, you know? And he's like, yeah, that's true. Like, being gay was kind of like a new thing. And I was like, my generation's was more like, I feel like, drag queens, like, and women wear or men wearing makeup and women wearing guys clothes and dressing like dudes. Like, that was kind of our generation's thing that was going on and all of our parents are like well i don't understand this shit <laughs> and now it's like trans people <laughs> but I'm a grandma before you throw your hip out <laughs> exactly 
and now it's like trans people that like people don't understand and they're like well i don't get it what are they doing <laughs> you're going against nature god damn it that's like always everybody's <laughs> you're going against nature <laughs> hey jesus christ carrie calm down dude that shit always like it makes me laugh because like the the one like whenever guys talk about it it's so funny because they just like mansplain their way through life but uh paul and like one of the other guys he's from africa and they were like discussing it and he's like it goes against the natural laws of nature and i'm like you know technically when we're like being born we all start out as women right and he was like what i was like yeah when you're like in the womb everybody starts out as a woman and then as you like mature inside then your gender is kind of like more finalized towards the end and he's like oh and I was like, yeah, it's not like they're going to be able to make it happen if it like wasn't possible. They just fucking toss some more testosterone in there or toss some more estrogen in the other one and call it a day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, <laughs> technically. That's fucking funny. Oh, it's just so funny. Everybody always gets so confused. That's why I kind of love working with a bunch of dudes. Because everybody's like confused by everything. What? Yeah. Courtney, explain this to me. What does it mean again? <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, you don't have to yell at me. I'm right next to you. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, the few gay bars that were around, they were run by the mob. And the, yeah. <laughs> the mafia ran the gay clubs. Is there nothing that we've talked about that the mafia has not touched? <laughs> That's true. But I mean, at least they're like equal opportunists. True. Wait. Only if you're Italian. <laughs> Yeah. Well, you can beat in the club. Beat if you're not Italian, lady love. Well, that's yeah, but I mean, us. that's true. But I mean, like business savvy wise, like they're equal opportunists. Like they don't give a fuck if you're gay, straight. Oh, yeah. As long as you paid them their money. Yeah, exactly. You want okay. a gay bar? Fine. Here's your gay bar. Give my money. <laughs> but the people in attendance were not allowed to touch one another or dance together. Huh. Or they could be arrested. Which is a party then. I know. What's the point of going to a gay bar if you're not going to see some fucking shit? Like, yeah. The best part of going to any gay bar is you get to see two really cute little gay boys dancing on a stripper pole and twerking. And they're always really good at it. Better than I am. Well, way better than I am. I can't twerk. It's not even like in my vocabulary. So they couldn't touch or anything or they could be arrested. And the bar itself would be either fined or shut down completely if they, like, if law enforcement found out that they were, you know, serving gay people. In order to enforce these horrible laws, police would regularly raid and brutalize the bars that were known to be gay bars and mm-hmm. people who frequented the establishments. One of the most popular gay bars was owned and run by the Genovese crime family. And was named the Stonewall Inn, located on the corner of Christopher Street and 7th Avenue. The Stonewall was advertised as a private bar-club that you'd have to sign into. And the patrons had to bring their own alcohol because it didn't have a liquor license. Oh, shit. Yeah, so it was literally like a BYOB house party. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Except you signed in at the front like you're at the library. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh. So what made this bar so popular is that anyone could get in as long as you could pay the cover. Oh, you got that money, honey. We got what you need. Get in here, girl. 
equal opportunist, lady love. That's true. So this was especially enticing to all of the drag queens and trans people because they were completely ostracized, not only from the straight people of the world, but also from the LGB community. So like in the beginning, lesbians, gay and bi people were like, nah, they're not with us. We own crew. Yeah, figure it out. (laughs) Exactly. Which is fucked up. It's like, damn, dog. Mm-hmm. crying about gay rights over here and you're fucking ostracizing your own gay people yeah i'm one of you no you're not <laughs> yes i am bitch is that mascara Mm-mm. we don't do that here they probably thought though like initially it probably was something foreign before becoming trans you know i would imagine that to everybody it was a little foreign so you're needing to recognize something that's foreign that even though you don't realize it's part of like your crew mm-hmm. you like are being people are so prejudiced towards you so you're like damn bro we're not about to add another layer yeah like come on <laughs> you. you guys go figure your own shit out we're trying to get far enough this might set us back i know like it always confuses me whenever stuff like that happens because it's like you learn i remember growing up in school and like you learn like you know slavery is bad it's mm. bad to be racist don't be a horrible person and then it's like the gay people the evil <laughs> and it's like bro if gay was a color you're literally doing the same thing as you did to black yeah. people and then it's like every layer of like new generation what she is a lesbian yeah <laughs> that's a thespian is <laughs> that what you call them these days like yeah exactly that's the thing it just doesn't make sense to me it's like every time we overcome some new hurdle it's re- it's literally the same hurdle it, it's just taken on a different like form yeah i agree i agree well what's life without a little drama they love i guess i guess i mean now we got like poly relationships starting and all this stuff we're about to go straight to mormonism next oh, the sheets are coming out i watched this documentary on hbo about mm-hmm. a thruple? <laughs> Not about it, Lila. Mm-mm. A what? When does that ever work? For who does it work? Three is an odd number for a reason. I mean, I have my one friend that works at the mall. He's in a thruple. He's got his husband whoa, whoa, whoa. and boyfriend. Yeah. But Wait, I think it's huh? Yeah, it's him, his husband, and their boyfriend. But he started out as like just a bang buddy and then he like ended up becoming their boyfriend. Mm. Lady Love, do you know what a unicorn is? Yes. I just figured out, oh, well, just told me what a unicorn was like a week ago. Wait, are we talking about like a literal unicorn or like? Oh, <laughs> maybe not the same unicorn. Never mind. We're going to get way off topic here. <laughs> well, now you got me curious. Like, what are we talking about here? If it's not a horse with a sparkly horn, what is? <laughs> what are we referring to? <laughs> So I guess, so I guess it's like a couple's girlfriend. So like, it's like a thruple. male, female couple with like a girlfriend. Well, just sexually, I guess. Not a girlfriend then, but just a female fuck buddy. So like a bang buddy? Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. That's what, Apparently that's what a unicorn is. I've never heard of that. I heard of like a lesbian that's never had sex with a guy being called a golden starfish. Excuse me. Say that one more time. So a lesbian that's never been that's never had sex with a dude is called a golden starfish. A golden starfish. Interesting. I've never heard of that. I mean, I feel like it is a feat because like most lesbians that I know, 
or that I knew in high school, they were like not lesbians at a point. And then they went to being a lesbian and then they went back and then they went, you know, double like, dipping the lake there. Yeah. But like to have like someone that's like, I'm lesbian and I'm never trying anything else. <clears throat> like that's like, you get a golden star. Most people just like, you know, try <laughs> shit, and see what happens. <laughs> oh my God. I mean, it, I, I guess it makes sense. I guess it does. Hmm. Learning a lot today, Lidlow. I know. It's just like fun facts for the ages, but we don't get to talk like that anymore. So now it's like just a fucking, I don't know, garbage plate of unnecessary facts. <laughs> I know. It's so terrible, Lady Love. It's so, so weird that I'm here. I and I keep forgetting I'm here. Yeah. I keep seeing like these random people like Tom showing the apartment off and I'm like, mm. <laughs> peasant, unworthy <Yeah>. neighbors. <laughs> exactly. I know. DJ and Mike should look into it. That's what I told them yesterday. I was like, I think you should look into it. I think you'd like it. It's in the burbs. You got somewhere to park. Nobody bothers you unless it's a lady from across the yard, which if you don't look at her, she goes away. Yeah. (laughs) There's a creek. Oh my God. The creek was the best. I know. Oh. There are plenty of bodies of water here, but I'm almost certain I will find a body in one of those waters, so I just stay away. Most definitely, Lady Love. Like, that's 100% happening. That's, uh, yeah, definitely. Uh, <laughs> okay. Move out of this neighborhood. <laughs> you definitely need to before you get murdered. Ah! I was literally just talking about this, and I'm like, Lady Love moved to a place where <laughs> thinks their dog is going to get kidnapped. Like, this just doesn't sound good. <laughs> Well, at least the dog tried to protect me when I had my headphones on last week. And she's like, woof, woof. And I was like, well, this dog never barks. I'm going to die. Where's the whale? Oh, my God. There's a fucking beaver right now. (laughs) Walking across the yard, lady love. (laughs) Yeah, like I'm sitting in the spare room and I can see like a beaver or groundhog or some shit. Like walking. Should I miss? Ain't no fucking beavers down here, lady love. You're going to get a Mexican dressed as a beaver trying to fucking gnaw your door down. Oh, no. (laughs) But you know what, though? I got some of my plants outside. It's nice. Yeah. I got my succulents out there. Today's actually 80. Today is nice. Today's a really nice day. I tried to sneak out of work, but they caught me. And they had to drive all the way back. I was like, damn, bro. I thought I was done. But let me take here for five more hours. (laughs) I guess at least it's like a regular schedule, but they ain't playing no games. Yeah, they love. I was like ready to whoop, take off the bra. <laughs> Didn't get that far. Didn't even get out the car. Oh, so sad. Anyway, back <laughs> to Marsha. So transvestites, as they called themselves back then, were the true misfits of the world. And mm-hmm. at the Stonewall, they were able to perform and just live without a worry or any discrimination. And it was a very safe place for them because no one fucked with the mob. And when raids were supposed to happen, the mob would be pre-warned that they were going to happen. So they'd usually like keep them from coming in. However, on June 28th, 1969, at around 1.20 in the morning, four cops in suits and two patrol officers showed up and announced, quote, police were taking the place. But this raid did not go as planned. 
Usually the raids would follow a general agenda. Everyone dressed as a woman would go with a female officer to the bathroom and have their gender identified. Oh, whoa. No, she better don't. Yeah. So they'd force all the people dressed as women to go in the bathroom and show their fucking junk. That's inappropriate on so many levels, but okay. I know. I'm like, what do you do? You got a lady in there. She got a flashlight. Let me see your dick. (laughs) Ma'am, lift up that skirt. Let's see what's underneath it. Oh, I got a sausage. Put her in line with the other ones. <laughs> That's so inappropriate. Some of the shit that they used to let people get away with. Like that's, that's just so illegal. But after they would have their gender identified, all the men would be lined up and have their IDs checked. And any men dressed as women would go to jail. That's ridiculous to me. Like you can go to jail for dressing like a woman. I mean... I feel like if it's in their will, you can go to jail for anything, lady loves. People should go to jail for buying fucking white panel vans. How about that? <laughs> like, I feel like you'd catch more actual criminals that way. Definitely put an alert out in the system if they're not for like a company truck. Yeah. <laughs> Do you have any uh, any white vans where you can't see through the windows? Oh. Yeah, we're going to put a star next to your name in case something ever happens in the area. We're going to look you up first. Just in case someone gets kidnapped or anything, you know. (laughs) But people were not going along with the bullying this night and refused to follow the police's orders. So the cops thought that it would be a great idea to try taking all 205 people in the bar down to the station and abuse them along the way. They started lining people up and physically kicking some of the patrons out of the bar which was drawing a crowd and many of whom were homosexuals. But the straw that broke the camel's back was when police who were quote frisking the lesbians in the crowd were instead groping and sexually harassing the women Mm -hmm. due to some communication issues. The police wagons that were supposed to be sent to escort the people to jail weren't at the stonewall on time. So this gave enough time for this crowd to multiply to hundreds of people. When the police hit the lesbian woman that they called a, quote, dyke stone bitch. (laughs) I know, like, that's excessive. Um, And they hit her because she complained that her handcuffs were too tight. Jeez. Over the head with a billy club. Damn. Like, you hit this bitch in the head with a club. Like, that's like in the old cartoons. You remember they would have, like, the fucking, um, the caveman cartoon in, yeah, he'd go get the woman and fucking cut her over the head and like drag her. Drag her. <laughs> yeah. That shit hurts. Like, that's fucked up. Well, as soon as that happened, shit hit the fan and all hell broke loose. People started to fight back, throwing beer bottles, change, literally anything that they could throw, and started chanting, quote, gay power, we shall overcome, and quote, faggot cops. <laughs> mm-hmm. Some tried to flip over the police wagon. And two of the other wagons had their tires slashed. Mm. You ain't going nowhere today. Uh Uh-uh. They're not about it. So to avoid getting hit by anything, the cops took cover inside the stone wall and someone tried to light the building on fire. Oh, shit. Then they ripped a parking meter from the ground to use as a battering ram to get to the cops that were locked inside the bar. It's unknown who actually set the fire, but the fire department was able to put it out and 13 people ended up getting arrested that night. Of course, none other than 23-year-old Faya-ass Marsha P. Johnson 
was at the Stonewall that night, and she was known to have thrown a shot glass or a brick either at a cop or a mirror and said, quote, I got my civil rights. Now it's time to do this. (laughs) Damn. Yeah. So she like the riots ended up going on for five days following the raid. And one of the times she's seen like she stands on top of a car with this like heavy ass bag full of shit and like drops it through a car window and smashes the window and just starts like going ape shit like she was a badass bitch like pussy power (laughs) on point (laughs) so for five days following the raid there were riots marches and pushback against everyone trying to keep the lgbtq community silent and oppressed including a paper called the village voice who wrote about the riots using terms like forces of faggotry limp wrists and sunday fag follies jeez well, a mob of people descended upon the office of the village voice and threatened to burn the place down. Shut the fuck up. We're going to set this whole place on fire. Which I don't get. Like, these motherfuckers literally just, like, tried to flip police wagons. You think they won't threaten you, boo? Yeah. <laughs> what did you think they were not capable of when they tried to flip your shit over? Because that let me know that they were ready for anything. Exactly. Like, it was going down in these DMs. So... This was a, a week of nonstop violence and was summarized by one witness as, quote, the word is out. Christopher Street shall be liberated. The fags have had it with oppression. Jeez. The Stonewall riots are credited as the catalyst for the gay rights liberation movement. And this unbelievable uprising is what birthed the first gay pride marches all across the country in 1970. The same year the first pride parade took place, Marsha and her sister from another mister, Sylvia Rivera, another face of the gay liberation movement, founded Star House on the Lower East Side. STAR stands for Street Transvestite Action Revolutionaries. And this was a safe home for any gay trans youth with no one and nowhere to go to live, be clothed, fed, and advocated for. So Marsha and Sylvia were able to get this house by making a deal with a mobster named Michael Umbars, who owned an apartment building. And the deal was that he gave them cheap rent and they would renovate the building because it was completely dilapidated. So everyone who came to this house called Marsha their queen mother, and she referred to them as her children. Sylvia also considered Marsha to be her mother because Marsha saved her life. Sylvia had a horrible childhood. Her father left when she was born. Her mom committed suicide when she was only three. Damn. And she ran away when she was about 11 because she was being beaten, abused when her family found out that she dressed up in women's clothing. She met Marsha when she was a preteen and Marsha took her under her wing. Marsha also gave Sylvia full credit for founding Star House, although the house did so much good. It was very short lived because they were kicked out for not being able to make rent. Mm. But like the shitty part is they were forced to work in prostitution because Everybody that knew that they were gay wouldn't give them jobs. Mm-hmm. And anybody that seen that they cross-dressed would not give them jobs. Like, it was literally like a rock at a hard place situation. Yeah. This is when you needed GoFundMe. Yeah, for real. People called Marsha a saint, and she basically was. She would give a person the clothes off her back, literally, for simply saying that they liked something that she was wearing. That's so she yeah so like if you walked up her and was like oh i love your hair band she's like oh hey honey you can have it 
1972, Marsha was the face of the gay liberation movement and became a part of the traveling drag theater company named Hot Peaches, and she got to perform around the world. In 1975, she got to model for Andy Warhol in a screen print portfolio called Ladies and Gentlemen. It was a collection of photos of drag queens and transgender merrymakers at the nightclub Gilded Grape. But contrary to popular belief, Marsha wasn't actually famous while she was alive. She was just a familiar face. She's quoted as saying, I was no one, nobody from Nowheresville until I became a drag queen. That's what made me in New York. That's what made me in New Jersey. That's what made me in the world. She actually became a world-renowned idol after her mysterious death. After her photo collection came out, Marsha and a friend had went to go see the Andy Warhol portfolio Mm -hmm. at a store on Christopher Street, and they were kicked out for being drag queens, even though she was one of them in the picture. The person didn't even realize that Marsha was a person in the photo. In 1973, the gay community was organizing the Pride Parade, and the gays didn't want the drag queens to be a part of it at all. So Marsha and her fellow drag queens were told to be in the back of it or not to participate at all. That's fucked up. Like, this is literally some Rosa Parks shit. Yeah, it is. Like, you in the back or you know where. Take a side. Exactly. Like, that's fucked up. Why you got, like, dudes and assless chaps fucking running around in the front. <laughs> and you got Marsha and her fucking cabana outfit in the back. That's fucked up. That's funny. So given the horrible mistreatment she had to endure, Marsha was not the most mentally healthy person in the world. And she did spend some time in a psychiatric hospital. Even through all her pain, she tried to get her mental illness under control. Since being gay was illegal and being a drag queen was even more illegal, if that's possible, Marsha got arrested a lot. She said she stopped counting after her hundredth arrest. Damn. Like, that's a lot. She's like, you know what? I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I know. Arrest me, motherfucker. Arrest yeah. me. <laughs> Marsha fought not only for gay rights, but in the 80s, she advocated for people suffering from AIDS. She tried to help them any way that she could. And on June 26, 1992, Marsha revealed in an interview that she had been HIV positive since 1990. Yeah. However, she did not die from HIV. On July 6, 1992, I believe, or 94, it's different in different articles, mm-hmm. at the age of either 46 or 48, Marsha was found dead due to drowning. Her body was found floating in the Hudson River off the piers in the West Village. Of course, because she was a drag queen, there was zero investigation done, and her death was immediately ruled a suicide, even though everyone that knew her said that she would never have killed herself. Her cause of death was first labeled as a drowning and later changed to undetermined causes. The police tried to back up their theory by saying that she was giving away her stuff, but that was just what she did. She loved to give gifts. But luckily, in 2012, police agreed to reopen her case. Hey, bitch. Give me a gift. Come here. Come on, hurry up, we're recording. Exactly. What do you want for dinner? Linda, this motherfucker, it is like 60s, so yesterday was the coolest day. It was like in the 60s. Yeah. 
see me from that far. <laughs> I don't blur him Put an emoji out. head on him and like blur his nipples uh, up. Blur me out. I'm here. Your camera shy. You already made your camera appearance whipping your shirt around your head. <laughs> Give me a kiss. Stop being a little bitch, babe. Babe? <laughs> It's too late, bro. <laughs> blur me out. <laughs> blur me out. Damn, dog. That salt and pepper is getting a lot more salty. Right, I'm done. <laughs> I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> I'm done with y'all. Baby. I'm let, done. Did you let the dog out? Yeah, I let the dog out. Okay, we're going to finish recording. Courtney, your, your hair is... My hair is perfectly black, sir. <laughs> We're going to finish recording. <laughs> I love you. Yeah. Think about what you want for dinner. Okay. So one of the main problems in figuring out what actually happened to Marsha is the conflicting stories of when she was last seen alive. Marsha's roommate, Randy Wicker, says that he last saw her on July 2nd, but given her way of life, it's not uncommon for him not to see her for a few days. Mm -hmm. Some people say that they last saw her on July 4th, but there is evidence that Marsha was seen super late on July 5th, being followed by two men. Oh. The witness that saw this said Marsha looked frightened and was heading towards the West Village Piers. In the Netflix documentary, The Life and Mysterious Death of Marsha P. Johnson, about Marsha's passing, Randy blames himself for Marsha's murder because he hired a private investigator for $5,000 to look into the Christopher Street Festival Committee because he was convinced that they were embezzling money and the mob may have been profiting from their embezzling the money as well. Oh. So Randy wanted to take the committee over. And he later found out that there had been a threat made against him if he didn't leave Red and Jacques Guerin alone. Mm -hmm. The mob also didn't want these things getting looked into. Mm -hmm. Victoria Cruz, another gay rights activist, decided to start an investigation into Marsha's death as well and found out that there was a message from Randy that said, quote, tell Randy what happened to Marsha will happen to him if he doesn't leave Jacques and Red alone. But Randy himself never heard this threat. The only things for sure known about Marsha's death is that she was definitely alive when she entered the water. Oh, no. So Victoria ends up getting a partial copy of Marsha's autopsy report after a lot of hustle. And and she consulted a man named Dr. Marshall Bodden to get a full understanding of what the report meant. Because, you know, she wasn't a doctor or anything. Mm -hmm. So the report stated that there was a lot of discoloration on 
on her body and multiple hemorrhages to different parts of her brain. Dr. Michael Bodden says that from looking at the report, there was no sign of a physical attack on Marsha, but there's no answers given for where the hemorrhages came from in her brain. A witness says when Marsha was pulled out of the water, she had a hole in her head, but that was explained away by the warmth of the water and the floating debris that could have hit the body. But it wasn't even mentioned in the parts of the autopsy that Victoria acquired. People close to Marsha say that she was worried the mob was after her, and she was extremely nervous and scared in the last few weeks that she was alive. A witness said that they remember seeing Marsha getting in a car with three, quote, guidos, but this was never investigated. Mm -hmm. So it's unknown whether this is true or not. The only things that we know for sure is Marsha's death was extremely mysterious, and she will forever remain one of the most influential people in the gay rights movement. But one positive note is that Cuomo actually announced in February of 2020 that mm -hmm. East River Park will be renamed in honor of Marsha to Marsha P. Johnson State Park. That's nice. And uh, yeah, that's the end of badass, fire-ass Marsha P. Pussy Power Johnson. Yeah, pay no mind. Mm-hmm. That's awesome, we love. Yeah, I figured close out Gay Pride Month with like a little more gay pride. <laughs> Yeah, getting towards the end of the month now. I know. It's getting closer to closing date, Lady Love. Ah! Mm -hmm. That's exciting. You have to pack soon. I know. I just brought home some boxes and stuff, and I'm like... Start the process now. I know. I'm just stressed <laughs> out. This whole thing is like such a waiting game. And mm -hmm. like now that we're pulling all of our money out and we're like putting it in the one joint account for like when all the closing and everything comes out, I'm like watching the bank account grow and I'm like, wow, this is a lot of money. And then I keep thinking about the fact that it's just all going to be gone. <laughs> yeah. Very shortly. It'll all not be there. Yeah. Every last dime gone. <laughs> yeah. It's so depressing. But worth it. Lady love. It but is worth it. it. It is worth it. I can't wait for you to see the house. Lady love. Me too. I can't wait to fly back home. I know. Ah! Ugh, I'm hoping I got enough fucking money <laughs> by the end of closing so I could take vacation in September. <laughs> it is what it is, lady love. If not, I can probably figure out my life and go up there. Yeah. Something. That's the only thing I'm worried about now is I'm like, oh, Jesus, no more Boston trip because of this whole thing. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's still worth it, though. It definitely is. now for a good thing in the long run. I know. We'll probably go to, like, dinner or something for my funeral of a birthday. <laughs> You'd be fine, lady love. Stop it. You look like you're 18. <laughs> I only got two weeks left, lady love. It's coming so fast and I don't want it. I feel like it's your death day. You don't have a gray, which I have many. You've seen how much it has. <laughs> like, and you have glowing Asian porcelain skin. <laughs> Not if I keep working in this warehouse. This podcast gonna get has to fucking <laughs> has to pick it up before I die from all these chemicals I'm huffing all the time. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> all right guys if you like us follow us on facebook at wine wicked crimes and cat moms oh my or you can follow us on instagram and see adorable pictures of cats occasionally which i need some more pictures of lulu and stuff i'm trying to catch him lady love he's very unavailable these days you can send me some of those pictures of like him and nala and i can like emoji head nala so she can Ooh. be a bleep too. <laughs> yeah, I'll have to do that. 
I get close and now I think all the attention is for her, which by the way, even though her dad is showering, she's here listening to me. <laughs> she loves it. But you can like us on our Instagram at, or follow us on our Instagram, whatever you do on Instagram at Cat Moms Oh My Podcast. We're definitely not tweeters. I would not be surprised if this page is shut down. <laughs> if you like the tweet, follow us at Cat Moms Oh My Podcast. Cat Moms Oh My Pod. Cat Moms Oh My Pod. Oh, wait. Did I say that right? Follow us on Twitter. <laughs> Cat Moms Oh My Pod. Or you can email us and tell us what you think or like, I don't know, some crazy fucking stories and situations you ever almost like the guy being eaten by the whale. Yeah. Or like you ever been almost kidnapped or I don't know, haunted places, whatever. I know people break (laughs) stories. Yeah. You know, real shit only please. Yeah. Cause I want to laugh and I think it'd be hilarious. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) You hear our stories. Come on. Um, (laughs) Cheers to yours. I know it's only fair. Uh, but you can email us at catmoms2 at yahoo.com. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or if you want to give us money, which please do, give us money. Give us money. $1 level for you cheapos. I think we, do we have a $3 level? We have $1 and $5. Oh, okay. Okay. Sorry. I was going to go into like three tiers, but that doesn't happen yet. We have like a $1 level for you cheapos. We got a $5 level for you ballas. So how about you just give us some money? I know you spent more than that on DoorDash. So give us some fucking money, bitch. I know. Come on. So we can do this as a career. Me and Lady Love could record in person if we weren't so po. For real, bro. Take that into consideration and follow us on our Patreon at patreon.com slash catmomsomai. Yeah. I think it's forward slash catmomsomai. Oh, catmomsomai on Patreon. Give us money, please. We love you. Yeah, come on. Do it. Do it. We'll record you a drunken disorderly like, I don't know, tomorrow or something. (laughs) Exactly. And, you know, the more you give, the more we give. So it's what what is that? What's that? Give and take. Uh, no, we a website that everybody's on now. OnlyFans? Yes. <laughs> It'll be like your kind of sort of OnlyFans, but without the boobs. Yeah. We just talk about boobs. <laughs> <laughs> and butt stuff. <laughs> yeah, and butt stuff. Oh, my God. I have a hilarious story for you, Lady Love, but I'm going to wait for the drunken disorderly. Oh, I can't <laughs> Oh, yeah. And butt stuff and is involved. And with the corona, and then maybe we can try for that. Yeah, let's do it. Okay, lady love. Well, I guess we'll see you next week, guys. All right. Good night. Goodbye.